Here's a question. How does an ordinary person land their dream job in the sports industry immediately after graduating? Welcome to the Sports Grad Podcast, your bite-sized guide to enter the sports industry. I'm Ruben Williams. And I'm Ryan Walker. In 2017, we said goodbye to exams and hello to full-time work. This is a behind-the-scenes reveal of exactly how the best sports industry professionals in the world created careers that most only dream of. We believe every dream job in sport is worth chasing, and that's why we want to give you the tools to make it a reality. For a proven process to getting jobs in sport, download our free ebook. How to Get Jobs in Sport, The Sports Grad Method. You can get this for free at www.sportsgrad.com.au. Hello and welcome to The Sports Grad Podcast. My name is Ryan Walker and with me, as always, is the coastal Reuben Williams. How are you today, mate? I'm fantastic. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for that introduction. I have just moved back down to Lawn on the coast of Victoria, Along the Great Ocean Road, so I'm I'm feeling refreshed uh, and excited nice. to to be out of the hustle and bustle and, and down by the beach again. So yeah, where it all today's began. a good day. Where it all began, exactly right. Where I spent a couple of months uh, working with you uh, online, uh, but where I spent a lot of time getting sports grad together in the very early days in the middle of the pandemic in 2020. Back to the uh, the creative juices and you know the roots of uh, of the sports grad podcast, which is incredible. Uh, I'm highly jealous that you're down in Lawn. I'm in I'm in Melbourne with a bit of a head cold, so you'd notice my voice uh, is rather husky tonight. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing. Some people like husky voices. Not sure. Um, I'm liking on you to be honest. Oh, that's good. That's good. You kind of need to have well, – if you're doing a podcast with someone, you, you kind of have to like the other person's voice. So, I'm glad that I can I can do that. But today, great guest. I believe he said, he said something around the word golden, but he's an absolute ripper and that is Nathan Peroni, who we've been looking to get on the pod for some time. It was more around when uh, and the time finally came. Um, but it was absolutely awesome to chat to him. Got on, got on like a house on fire like we always do, but it was just great to get him in finally and, and have a good yarn. Yeah, Nate, he's fantastic. You're right. Like usually we talk to a lot of people who are very experienced in the industry, who have done a lot of great things, and that's still the theme of this episode. We wanted to talk to a student who's about to graduate and who's doing a lot of fantastic things and is putting himself in an incredible position by the time he graduates. And so it was just awesome to to talk to him on about a number of different things. I particularly loved how one of the opportunities that he's doing at the moment is with the Box Hill Hawks. And Ryan, he actually leveraged one of the ideas in one of our earlier podcast episodes. I believe it was episode 53, all about mm. sponsorship activations. And he spoke about how he pulled a couple of the ideas from there to present in an interview, which then led him to get his job there. Yeah, so good. And that was an awesome app. I think a lot of like a lot of people can probably go back to that and get a few things to to take away. But it was awesome hearing how he, he used some of those ideas to to sway the Box Hill Hawks in his favour. One thing I loved about you know, our discussion with him was how he's really he's taken advantage of the sports grad community and really built his network not only here in Melbourne and in Australia but overseas as well. You know he's managed to get in touch with multiple people and just you know caught up with them over zoom and just he's literally building his network by the week so i think that was really impressive and i think if people haven't already done that start doing it because it's already doing wonders for, for nathan which is awesome yeah he's, he's a fantastic example in, in that respect uh and i i just particularly loved how he spoke about how he's just completely turned his career prospects around in the space of six months you know he talked about Six months ago, his you know career prospects were probably looking bleak in the middle of a pandemic. Sports industry is not doing much, and now he's at the point where his week is completely full. You know, a few days a week he's at the Box Hill Hawks. Another couple of days a week he's at the AFL, which was one of his dream organisations to work at. He's still doing uni on top of that, and now he's at the point where he mentioned to us he's turning other opportunities away. So, for Nathan to kind of turn his career 180 degrees in the space of six months is absolutely awesome. And the way that he's done it is is the reason why we've brought him on because he's an excellent example for other students. 
Absolutely, mate. Well, listeners, grab a pen. Here is Nathan Peroni. Nathan, welcome to the Sports Grade Podcast. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Rubes. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast as a long-time listener. I never thought I'd get this chance at this age, I'll tell you what. You were one of the earlier people to, to message us when we started out saying, hey, guys, this is this is awesome what you're doing. Love uh, listening along. And even when we put out the membership, you were one of the very first people to, to put your hand up and jump in and even just add comment to it and say, hey, I think it's a, it's a great idea. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's about time we got you on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still so, remember when you actually followed me on Instagram back in the very early days and I was like, what is this sport business thing following me for? I don't know how you guys found me, but um, yeah, ever since then, just been attached to it and um, I know I know the value of it and I mean, we'll get onto this later, but that's why I guess I left those membership comments and got around it so early. Good to have that relationship now so that when the podcast is still going in 25 years' time and you're at an exec level, we can just pull you back in quite easily. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Maybe someone else <laughs> will take the reins. Maybe. Maybe. All right, Nathan, we might jump to some of the stuff you're getting up to now. One of the like the really cool and exciting things that you're doing at the moment is an, is an internship with the Box Hill Hawks. And on one of our previous episodes, we chatted with uh, Caitlin Reid, who is the HR manager of the Hawthorne Football Club, who does the recruiting for the Box Hill Hawks. And she talked about, you know, these dozen internships that the Hawks were offering. And you were one of the people who were lucky enough to to grab one of those internships and have certainly run with it. Today, you've just come straight from City Oval in Box Hill. Can you tell us a bit about what it's like when you arrive on game day for work with the Hawks? Yeah, so it's a bit of an interesting one because the VFL level is obviously not quite community, but it's not obviously the AFL. And it's almost a happy medium where you have elements of both. So today was a broadcast game. So it was interesting to see how you set that up, um, even seeing the scaffolding go up during the week and it turning from this quiet ground on the Tuesday Arvo where I'm in the office to, you know, a thousand people might be around and there's people everywhere. And But in terms of on arrival, it's just a bit of a process if you go in the office because the place is small, you catch up, you, you run through what your day is looking like um, and then we get set up. So for me this week, I was told essentially I'm going to be doing membership sales because we are so understaffed, despite it being a commercial internship, you have to be flexible to do bits of everything. So I was based out the front on a turntable and then helping with inquiries, uh, sold 20 memberships today, which I was pretty happy with. I mean, it's been a great experience so far and um, I've loved the opportunity. When you're selling memberships, is there a specific method that you're choosing? Like what for me... You know, I'm very envious of the footy record guys uh, at the front of the AFL ground. So, yeah, I, I'm sort of envisioning you saying get get your Hawks membership instead of get your footy records. I'm sure that is a tactic that um, I can see you deploying on match day, I'm sure. Uh, unfortunately, that's not. Maybe you have to come down and I'll do it for you, Ryan. Nathan, when you – um, because you're, you're in your final year of university now, right? I imagine you've done a few different experiences – and then this is, is this the first kind of semi-elite opportunity that you've had? Essentially, yeah. So prior to Box Hill, there's been a lot of volunteer roles, but it's not like you're in the club offices. Mm. So I've done roles yep. at like Collingwood, South East Phoenix, doing a lot of game day work, but you're never in the four walls and understanding what a, the business looks like and how you plan for a match. So essentially yep. it has been. And you obviously gain so much insight. And the one thing I've learned from Box Hill is that they're so understaffed. There's a guy who is my boss, Troy. He's the GM of Business Ops. But outside of him, there's the board and that's about it. So Mm. the board has to be hands-on. We have to be very flexible to work across multiple areas. And even the footy ops guys, you have to have that strong relationship. So it's good to get your hands dirty and understand bits of everything um, rather than maybe just being... In an AFL club where you're stuck doing one thing and you're not going to learn mm. outside of that, it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty cool that you you know you can be in a sanctum, but also like how good is it for your learning and development that you have to sort of spread your wings and, and be across everything? Like I think it's probably the perfect you know bit of experience that you could get to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And I had offers from Melbourne Chinese Soccer Association as well and Sandy, 
But I thought with this one, you've got the alignment with Hawthorne, which is regarded as one of the better businesses in sport. And then to have access to that alignment, um, hearing the history of people that go through Box Hill that succeed, um, like Naomi McLean, a tutor of mine from from Deakin. Um, and, yeah, it's just been an awesome opportunity to meet people and just to continue to grow my reputation. How does it feel for you personally knowing that you've taken that step up to that next rung and you're kind of on that trajectory to get where you want to go? The last couple months, and I'm sure we'll get to other things later, but it's been a lot of reward for the hard work and volunteering and extra activities I've done the last two years. So it does feel like you're getting there at this stage when you're on the edge of like the AFL world, I guess. Um, and to have those relationships starting to build and you know your LinkedIn connections go up and you get more um, recognition around the world and around this country. So it is really good. I can only say with the internships at Deakin, for example, it is a unit and you are meant to get the 100 hours, but you only get out what you put in. So you could go around to Box Hill and just, you know, be lazy on a game day, do nothing during the week, and you can walk away and go, yeah, I've got the 100 hours, that's cool. But if you can put in the extra work and step out of your comfort zone a bit more, you really get more benefit out of your networks and just general knowledge as well. So, Nathan, you've also got a job at the AFL. Where were you when you got accepted for that role and sort of how did it feel and sort of take us through what, what the role is as well? Yeah, so this is probably a very long thought process for the AFL role. My good friend, Brent Hubber, he's currently in a position. So, the position's a stakeholder services officer at the AFL. Essentially, the role's customer support, uh, calls, emails. I think 85% of our inquiries are through Auskick. So, there are elements to coaching and umpiring as well, but that's the, the fundamentals of it. So, I actually had a chat to Rubes um, as well as multiple family, friends, because I felt like I was in a position at my gym job, which was where I was an assistant manager essentially, where I was learning elements of everything in the business. I was comfortable. I was secure. And I wasn't sure with this role being casual, but it's still a foot in the door. So, I was getting mixed opinions from everyone and I actually opted to, yeah, chat to you, Rubes, through my girlfriend saying, I think you should have a ch- talk to him. And we chatted for probably half an hour and it really just sunk into me that you need to go for it. So, I did as hard as that was just for my boss at the time because it was me and him at the gym and he really loves what I did and he relies on me a lot. So, it was hard for me to say I might be leaving. Uh, ended up going for it. I got the interview. I uh, got a call the day after to say I got the gig, um, which was a shock to get it that quickly um, and obviously to get the, the call in the first place. And I was actually on shift at the gym and I think it was like 9.30 in the morning and it was just a big bit of relief um, and also just existed to go, I'm starting at the AFL in a couple of weeks. Like this is unreal. So I think, yeah, just starting telling everyone and it's just awesome to get the response and the appreciation and go, like, you've deserved this. Um, this is just another step to you getting even higher and higher as your reputation builds. So I'm very glad for the conversations I had, especially with you, Rubes. And I'm sure we'll chat more about how the Sports Grab membership helps me. But it's uh, it's been a really good benefit to steer me in the right direction to get where I am now. What's your girlfriend's name? Ashley. Smart lady, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'll give this a listen. <laughs> and um, she'd be listening. I know you mentioned that uh, you know it was hard on your boss at the time, and uh, I noticed as well that you you advertised your role in the in the membership as well. Did did that end up going anywhere? Yeah, so I advertised the role in the membership um, as a casual position, which was probably just under what I was doing, purposely because they were looking to get another person on, with also the potential of me getting this job. So. He's actually now sold the business. It was in the it was in the talks prior to me getting the role, and that's why I kind of felt more comfortable leaving. But yeah, it was I put it out there, and that's why the, I suppose the platform is good because you can offer those jobs to people. Um, and I know how well the gyms put me ahead of other people if they might have been in retail or you know Macca's, those kind of roles where you're not learning business knowledge and business aspects. And like that set me up, I guess, with a customer service background to get this AFL job. Absolutely. Well, it, it's so awesome to like hear the, how you felt when you got that gig. And I know 
Ryan, you can probably speak from experience as well, that when you take on so many opportunities during university and you feel like you're trying to do everything to get to that one point and then along comes an opportunity where you can trade in all that hard work for the role that you actually want. It's an incredible relief, as you mentioned. Yeah, it is. And I don't think at this age, like me being 22 to turn 22, you'd expect to be at the AFL. Like everyone dreams about it. And the important thing to understand from my perspective, and if anyone else gets this position as well, like just because you're in the AFL doesn't mean like it's the end of the world. Like I'm here, you know. This is where you start to build yourself up and this is where you build out of that customer service role, which leads to the next role and the next role. And I actually had a webinar opportunity the other day already um, with Steve Hocking and another guy from the ops team breaking down why the cha- rules have changed in the AFL and a bunch of graphs and everything. Uh, and the other guy on the ops team was actually in my role about eight years ago and he's gone through commercial to right. now footy ops and yeah. to see that visually and to hear it, it's like that motivation that you can get there. I liked what you also said about how you could clearly see where this position could take you. And I know from my experience, getting to Cricket Australia, one of the really important things for me was to have a vision to work towards. And I went to this conference in my second or third year that introduced me to these elite students from around the world. And I just caught myself out and was like, I'm so far behind where I need to be if I want to match it with these students. So they were my vision to then work hard and try and be more like them. And that helped me get to that point to be in CA. And now you've got this great position where you're already in the AFL and you've got a vision in front of you to propel yourself within the AFL. So I think that's an awesome platform for you to have. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I also saw in the first week was there was an email that got sent around about register your interest to help out the events team at events during the year. Like this is two days in and I'm already registering my interest to help out like Brownlow's, Anzac days, these kind of things and you don't get that being at the gym. (laughs) Yeah, and that's where it all starts because like you're – and this probably leads into our next question around what you want to do in the future but that's sort of where the the opportunities start for you to grow internally. So you're already on the front foot like a few weeks in and you're going to go help with the Brownlow, do whatever and then you – there's a foot in the door to another department and then you just grow and grow and grow from there. So with that being said, I will ask the next question. What's the dream job that you're looking to get in the future? Yeah, so still studying in my last semester at Deakin. So I'll finish in about June. Um, only doing two subjects at the moment with one being internship. So I have a lot of time, I guess, to be doing a lot of work. And in terms of the dream and the future, the departments I want to be working in is commercial and events. I'm a big people person and one of the reasons I love sport and want to work in sport is the passion to see people um, enjoy a day out with their families and friends, walk away from an experience and go, I want to come back. And I think from a commercial standpoint, you have the opportunity to give those experiences to your sponsors, to your families, to your friends, um, where they have that unreal experience and you get them coming back. And I just want other people to enjoy those feelings that you feel like myself as a kid when you're going to AFL games or cricket games, whatever it might be. So, And that kind of leads into that event space as well. And just being able to build those relationships, I suppose, from a corporate aspect, I actually landed my first one um, at Box Hill recently. It was a sponsorship in kind, but it's still an awesome opportunity to know I've got my first one out of the way um, and you can go from there. So, just speaking to a few people and even I haven't chatted to you in depth yet, Ryan, but hearing kind of the opportunities and the roles you do um, really attracts me. So, I suppose from a long-term perspective, if I can, I'd like to try work. Um, I'm a massive Liverpool supporter. So, if I could do like a commercial role at Liverpool, that'd be absolutely awesome. But at the same time, there's so many opportunities here in Melbourne and even Australia as a whole that you can just scroll through LinkedIn networks recommendations and you'll just find so many opportunities and roles that are the same but they're in that many clubs because we're so saturated so never think that there isn't opportunities out there yes you have to work hard but if you're willing to put that extra work in and go the extra mile to reach out to someone or watch that webinar watch that podcast or whatever that might be i think you put yourself in a good position Nathan, I just wanted to go back to when you mentioned you landed your first VIK value in kind sponsorship deal. That is like, like I don't know any that's interns you. out there who are, yeah, 
that's yeah. Most people working in sport wouldn't even do that on their own, let alone being an intern. So walk us through how, yeah. how did that come to fruition? Yeah, so Sam Mitchell, who's the head coach at Box Hill, he explained to the footy ops guy, um, Dan, who we have meetings with every week essentially to just go over things, that he wanted to do some sort of voucher or award for the player who gets play of the day. So that might be a tackle, it might be a goal, um, whatever that might be. But essentially he wanted someone on board to fund that. So if this sponsor or partner wanted to invest money, great, but at the same time, the main thing was getting that play of the day sponsor who could provide vouchers or product uh, to fund it. So the initial thoughts was, do we go for like a cafe, uh, some local business in food in the area? And then someone mentioned uh, T17 Pizza at the meeting. I reached out to uh, Jim from yeah, T17, uh, went down to the business a day after uh, Box Hill. He wasn't there, but I got in touch with one of the staff members and then gave him a buzz. Uh, sounded pretty happy on the phone, organized a meeting with him the week after with myself and Troy, who, yeah, the GM of Business Ops at Box Hill. Chatted for 40 minutes or so. Wasn't too nervous, to be honest. I don't know if that's because I had chatted to him, but I think doing like the podcast um, for myself, it's helped me to communicate better with people. So, yeah, I felt comfort- comfortable in there. Chatted, well, I proposed most of it. Um, Troy added bits of it as well. Pretty happy, walked away, sent off the email with the contract, got it signed that week. Um, and yeah, now it's all sort of secured. So, and to get the support um, and appraisal from my boss as well is really great. And just to know that you've got that first one over the line gives you that, I guess, hope to go again. Did you imagine you'd be in this situation six months ago? With everything going on, absolutely not. I'm glad, I'm grateful to be in this position. You can basically take that to any interview, you know, to do a commercial, whatever you want to do, and say, I've, I've delivered a partnership already. You know, you haven't got a role in commercial. You've got that experience. So I think I dare say any interview that you, you're going to go through, that, that like have that in your back pocket. Like we always talk about having those, you know, two or three you know, bits of gold that you can share in interview rooms. That that's a big chunk of gold right there. So um it's awesome. Totally. Nathan, we might change lanes slightly. We mentioned at the start you were one of the earlier people to um to jump on board the, the sports grad train and um and start engaging with with us and, and listening along. And then when we released the membership when we released the beta test of the membership, I believe, back in late October, early November 2020, uh, you were the one of the first people to jump on. So why did you decide to become a sports grad member? Yeah, so as I said before, I've been listening to the podcast since F1 uh, religiously. I spoke to you probably a month or two, I reckon, before you brought it out. And I think we chatted as a three and you said, you know, we're thinking about this and I gave my thoughts. and essentially the background of my thoughts was compared to like if if you put yourself in my perspective as a student or any students out there listening, you might pay $4,000 to do four units at uni for, you know, three or four months. Do you really think you get that much value out of it? Because I know as a student, we all sit there in class, you don't talk too much, you go through the motions, you probably don't put yourself out there too much and you walk away and go, oh, you know, oh God, I've got a massive hex debt at the end of my, my degree. Whereas with this, you have the opportunity to pay, like for me, I pay a little bit more less because I got on early, but I pay seven bucks a month to get access to like you, for example, Rubes on a pretty consistent basis. You get the webinars, you get an access to a massive community where you build your networks. Um, so you get so much more value out of this than what you do uni. And I'm not saying uni isn't good. Uni is great and you, you make you make the most out of it based on what you do. But to have this accessible to yourself as well as a student, it puts you, you know, tenfold above others. So I think I spoke to Jack Ryan at the meetup and I we both agreed that if you're not listening to podcasts like this or the Sports Bubble or Sports Geek or if you're not a member, you're already falling behind. So I think if you're not already and if you're considering it, I'd go for it. Um, you don't have to just be a member for a year you could be a member for multiple years as a professional so this gives you a talent pool to reach out to i think something sean callan actually said in one of your videos was this is the community of tomorrow and you can all build together and 
watch yourself grow and then become friends where you offer jobs and this and that. So it's been a yeah, massive opportunity for me and I think lockdown's been probably the best thing for myself and probably some other students out there because podcasts like this have come around. Um, you've had more opportunities to self-develop, put yourself out there, meet more people and it really gave you time to probably think. Like for me, it was like let's knuckle in, put yourself ahead of other people and I didn't think in, you know, June last year when we went to lockdown, I'd be a guest on this podcast, I'd be at the AFL. Um, so it's it's kind of a pinch yourself moment at the moment. How did you um, make the decision to to become a member? Like we was it just something that was in your nature to kind of, you know, jump in straight away, you knew what you wanted or we, you know, chatting with friends or family, is this something that do you reckon would be worth it? Do these guys really know what they're talking about? You know, who are these people on the internet or, you know, how, how did you actually come to the point where you wanted to jump in straight away? I mean, I didn't really think twice, if I'll be brutally honest. I'd listened to how how many episodes it might have been and I saw the value already and I'd said this to you that I think it'd be an awesome opportunity to to create this kind of platform um, and obviously we've seen it grow from that initial beta to where it is now. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't know. I didn't have any hesitations. I didn't ask anyone about it. I just trusted the trusted the process essentially. I trusted what you guys were doing and I knew it would help me to continue to develop and put me ahead of other people. So we all know that you can't come out of uni with just that degree and as I just said, you can't probably not be listening to this as well. So um, it was just another way for me to, yeah, go up and above other people. Do you have a particular favorite webinar that Ruben has run through that sticks in your mind? Uh, I probably couldn't give the exact title of it, but it was around the proper use of LinkedIn. It was probably two months ago and it opened my eyes to the featured um, element, the recommendations um, and what I'll touch on is Rubes obviously introduced us to that. Um, some of you may be aware of it, some of you may not. But he recommended us um, like, you know, two or three skills and then encouraged others to do the same. And all of a sudden, I had maybe seven recommendations on certain skills. And that sort of just gives some reputation to people looking at your profile that look, you're good at this and um, other people you work with or other people you know recommend you for that. So it becomes a skill that people might focus on for yourself. Or you can then back up and go, look, I'm Ruben recommended me as a good customer service person. So, and that featured element too, which was something, I think I always scrolled past on profiles, but I never knew what exactly it was or how to access it. And that's allowed me to put my better posts, I guess you could say, accessible to people that view my profile. So, things like when I've gone to Chicago um, with Deacon to do the sport marketing competition, that's on there. The recent Box Hill post I've done um, about launching the event, that's on there. So, you have those opportunities to showcase what you're really good at and what you've done rather than people just scrolling through and going, oh, yeah, you've done six months here, 12 months there. Mm. So, yeah, that was probably my favorite one. And you obviously touched on that a little bit more in the last one last week, which was the yeah, content I'll, strategy. I was going to say, I've seen like a heap of content on LinkedIn since that, Rubes. And, like, you can kind of already see the impact that had, which is actually awesome, like, just coming out with stuff to post. Mm. Um, and some of the stuff coming out has been awesome. Um, so, you can just – you can see the benefit right there. Yeah. Well, I, I think we've I think we've just done our third webinar on LinkedIn, mainly because it's, like – well, basically, we've just kind of gone off the back of what people have enjoyed. For example, Nathan sent me a message after that first one saying how he enjoyed it. So – um, then, then, then there became another opportunity to share more about the strategy behind how you use content, and then following on from that became, you know, a workshop on how to come up with the ideas for content and just brainstorm content ideas so that people have a bank of things that they can consistently share. Thank you for reminding me about the uh, the recommendations that we did way back when. We've got a few more people now, so we might have to um, plug that in the membership and do another round of pumping each other's tires up. <laughs> I won't say no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Nathan, you know, you mentioned that LinkedIn webinar. There's a whole bunch of other webinars as well as, you know, access to people in the community and other tools and resources. How has it helped you progress your career so far? 
Yeah, so as I've kind of touched on, it's given me a really strong relationship with yourself. So you obviously have access to have those conversations about maybe it's your resume, your cover letter, which is something you sort of um, specialize in, I guess is the right word. So I know we had a chat for probably 45 minutes back at the start of the year. I don't think I was applying for jobs at the time, but just to revisit and go, this is how we should probably break this down. Um, And even I think touched on LinkedIn as well with that. So getting those opportunities to get that one-on-one advice with someone that's been in the industry um, is something you obviously get out of it and something I'd recommend to anyone considering. And then in terms of other things, the Circle platform we have for members provides you to a bunch of different templates on what might be jobs that have come up that Rubes has maybe recommended, Ryan might have recommended, I might have recommended and you get these inside access um, and you might have seen on the socials how um, one of the members recently got a job at Collingwood in membership services. Um, I got the Box Hill role and got some support through you and that sort of got promoted a bit as well um, because of that episode, um, which we may touch on later, but episode 53, I think it was, about grassroots sport ideas. And, yeah, it just gives you a really opportunity, a good opportunity to network with other students. So you want to build that network and know other people. You have that space to reach out. I actually had a call with Nishad, one of the members, and he's in London. Oh, yeah, the bloke over in England. Yeah, so he's in London. Um, I think I just reached out. We connected on LinkedIn. He's like, hey, hey just got a chatting because um, we both love the Premier League. And uh, a week later, we organized a call, spoke for about an hour, had a lot in common, uh, and that was awesome. Another one was with Devin. We caught up in the city, met through membership and also some of Sean Callanan's sports biz Zoom calls. So you have this platform to, yeah, grow your network, maybe meet some people you might want to be close friends with as well. So, yeah, it's been awesome. That is uh, yeah, that is awesome to hear. I had no idea that you guys were sharing Zoom calls across the world. So, that uh, yeah, that's just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, that's what it's built for, you know. Like how good mm. is the fact that you'd never have met them ever? Under what circumstances would you have met them? I mean, there's a chance you might have reached out on LinkedIn, possibly. But, like, this is what is, is so great about what the membership is, is, like, you're, you can essentially, you've just been given a pool of people who are like-minded to you and want to have a long career in sport and you've got access to them. You can, you know, become mates with them, colleagues with them, doesn't matter, but you've essentially just added so many people to your network in just one simple step. So, um, that's awesome that you're able to sort of already act on that and, and obviously chat to, to people not only here but, but across the world. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, you mentioned Sean Callanan's comments from a video we put out around how one of, one of the added benefits of being in this community will be in 10 years' time, you will all know each other and have developed a relationship with each other over the next 10 years and be doing different things and you'll be able to call on this group of people for a number of different things. You don't know what you'll be doing at the time. You might need a job or you might just need to work with each other, but you already have these people and connections to to call on. So, yeah, it was quite cool when Sean mentioned that to us because we were kind of focusing on, on the here and now. Yeah, well, it definitely relates. And you probably don't think about it, as you said, Rubes, but you do have this community you can now build with. And I think the sports industry people, um, even as a student, if your friends don't understand what it's like, there's a certain core of students and individuals that understand what it, what it takes to make it in this industry. A lot of my mates, you know, there might be trades or there might be teachers and you go through the motions, you come out of school and you're, you're going to be okay. Whereas with us, you have to grind, you have to put the work in, you have to take the sacrifices. You get those weird looks on the weekend where you're volunteering and you're not having drinks with the boys. Um, but, you know, in the long run, if you give them some footy tickets in 10 years, they're laughing. So, um, <laughs> totally. that's, that's totally. one of my goals, to be honest, is to give yeah. back. That's a really good point around like like actually having friends to go through the process with because you know, one of the problems that I had was that, you know, all my friends were going on to do, you know, finance or, or law and they were doing all these grad programs and getting picked up and getting paid pretty handsome rates in the, during university just for doing internships and I was driving to all parts of Victoria to do to volunteer my time for my internships and eventually got to the point where one of my friends said, 
is this opportunity actually going to pay you? And it was with the Hawthorne Football Club, in fact, as well, Nathan. And um, I picked up that and they said, is this one actually going to pay you? And I was like, oh, no, nah, but hopefully one day someone will. So it, you're right. It does it does make it easy when you've got a group of people who understand what you're going through. Yeah. And another thing uh, my mate Brent said to me recently, everyone often says, and I say it, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But he mentioned that it's not who you know, but it's the people you know who trust and know what you can do that gets you jobs. I can know you, Ruben, on LinkedIn. I don't talk to you. You're not going to give me a job. But if I know Ryan because I talk to him a fair bit, then you're going to give me a, you're going to offer me a job. So there's a difference between that sort of that that rule and that motto of it's not what you know, it's who you know. So now, like you mentioned before, all the different aspects of the membership, you know, and, and the benefits they all bring. But just wanted to touch on what you know, what aspect do you enjoy most about being a sports grab member? I'd say. The best thing I've found so far is that relationship I now have with Thrubes. Like when I started listening to the podcast, I always thought, you know, I'm just some listener from afar. Like I'm never going to get in touch with these guys. Um, you know, I kept listening to you guys and going, oh, that's that's awesome what you're doing. And like you, Ryan, in commercial, Rubes traveling the world with like sport and reaching out out of your comfort zone. I never thought I'd get to this chance to now be, yeah, like mates with you, I guess, and have this opportunity to be on a podcast. So, that's probably my favorite thing about it and probably a close second would be just that community aspect, as I mentioned, to meet like-minded people, become closer, learn more, better yourself because of that and then, yeah, if that helps you get a job in five years or even if it just helps them get a job in five years, you probably feel better for it. Awesome. And, yeah, like likewise, uh, one of the things I didn't probably realize or didn't think I was getting into as well is that, you know, I'd have you know great relationships with people like you and these other people in the membership who I'm now spending a lot of time with and we've started to build this great community Ryan of people who are people with similar interests to us so it's just become a great place to kind of connect and hang out and talk about similar things well and I was gonna throw in there that like the people who are sports grad members are you know the people who we're going to be working with in the next few years you know so it's kind of like you're just meeting them earlier, which is awesome. So, eventually, you know, five years down the track, you know, you're going to see all these people in the industry and you're already sort of going to have that relationship, which is great. So, I fully envisage Nathan, either AFL, CA, some sort of commercial job along the line and we'll already be able to chew the fat on all things sponsorship, which is actually pretty awesome. And personally as well, like same as you, Rubes, like – didn't expect that at the start of all this so it's um it's certainly become quite a large pool of uh of mm. people to know which is, which is absolutely awesome and like what while like it has been awesome like getting to know people and becoming friends with different people i'm not sure if you felt this ryan but like there's this sense of responsibility that you know we've got to kind of instill these certain values and characteristics and ways of working in people who are trying to you know better themselves and better their lives which is like a great privilege and opportunity and an awesome thing to kind of be able to do but also yeah as i said at the start a massive responsibility too which is um uh, a cool thing that's kind of come out of this you touched on a little bit before around some of the people you've chatted to recently but are there many people that you've met through the community via sports grad that now you're pretty happy you've made that link yeah so a good place i guess was to meet people was at the meetup which was a couple months ago in melbourne and there besides the people i've already mentioned um got to meet ankit in person um shekar in person and then uh yeah like jack ryan who worked for you as well and i suppose it was good to just foster those relationships a bit more besides just being a, a zoom call over a webinar or whatever it might be. Um, and even recently with the AFL job, uh, Ankit said something along the, lines of, along the lines of you're flying or something like that. And that was just really nice to hear to just continue to build those relationships. And I think the networking night was awesome. I couldn't hang around for as long as I wanted, but I know you guys would have said it was a massive success and to see it go to Sydney and wherever it might go from now as well, there's definitely major potential to, if you're not too sure, 
about reaching out to people. It's the perfect environment to do it. And I think if there's more opportunities to do it, I'd be more than happy to obviously come down because that was my first networking event, uh, quote-unquote networking event. And I guess when it's an individual in a suit and tie who's speaking a, a lectern or whatever it might be, you feel more intimidated. But if it's just a room full of you know students and other like-minded people who follow this one thing, it becomes a bit more comfortable. So that's my take on yeah the networking aspect. It was awesome to be able to actually finally get our community together in Melbourne and then Sydney and hopefully we can do it more places around the world. One day, Ryan, we keep talking about the sports grad tour. <laughs> it will happen. It will happen. But yeah, no, that's awesome feedback to get because one of the things that we are mindful of having been in your position before is that it is daunting going to these events. And so when you do see someone who's in a fancy job and wearing a suit and tie, it can be more difficult to, to talk with them. So that's why we try and implement some of those rules around you're not allowed to ask for a job like we're trying to make it as comfortable as possible so that you know people like yourself and others feel like they can attend and and get a lot out of it yeah for sure and it's a great way to start i mean stepping out of your comfort zone is a difficult thing and networking is stepping out of your comfort zone but i think you probably hear this from multiple podcasts and multiple individuals around the world how you can gain so much from getting out of that comfort zone so if you haven't reached out to anyone, reach out to someone. Reach out to Ryan and Rubes if you haven't reached out to them after this podcast. Like, I'm more than happy to chat as well if you're, if you're a student or whatever. Even if you're just starting out, like from a first year perspective, I was very naive. I guess I knew what I wanted, but I wasn't too sure. And then second year, you kind of click into gear. So if you can get started early doors, um, you'll put yourself well and truly ahead of other people. You'll probably come to the next one as. The professional is obviously students and people wanting to get into the industry. Perhaps you've you've probably now shifted into that that role now, which is which is huge. I'd like to think not. I'm still. <laughs> I'll be humble about it, but uh, maybe in a couple of years. I think it was you, Nathan, who mentioned to me that you were using, and so this is just following on from what you said around reach out to yourself, reach out to Ryan or I. One of the things that you'd been doing, I believe, was listening to the podcast, connecting with that person on LinkedIn, and then using the podcast as the topic to connect with them over. Is that correct? Was that you? I did a few. Yeah, I didn't do it to everyone, um, but mm. for a few that I really enjoyed and have like an interest in. Um, one of them was like Iray um, Saban, who, because I have that events yeah, interest long term, I really enjoyed the episode. So I reached out to him and said, hey, love the episode. I uh, love what you're doing, all the best. You know, the conversation didn't flow, but it's just a simple, simple message. Um, but I did that for a few others as well. And it's just something nice and you never know, the conversation could lead to something else. But there might be just that little thing in the back of your, their head that goes, oh, yeah, you know, Nathan reached out to me. So, you never know. Well, he's a good one to have reached out to because I believe Marvel Stadium is merging with the AFL. So, I'm sure you'll come across him at some point in the future. Yeah, you never know. Maybe with the the events interest I put in, maybe he'll help me out. <laughs> <laughs> I think the AFL owns Marvel. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, they do. The yeah, team do they, work they, in the office. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. So, e, does that mean E-Ray will be working for the AFL? Is that what you said? I don't know. I was told at the start that, that's, that they're in the AFL office, the Marvel yeah. team. It's kind mm-hmm. of connected, huh? Yeah. They are, yeah. I've I've spoken to Eray too, and he's, uh, yeah. He told me they're gradually getting integrated. Hello, Eray. Shouting out to him. He would also be listening. No doubt. Um, yeah, very loyal, loyal listener. Nathan, speaking of using the podcast to your advantage, can you uh, to wrap up this episode? Can you talk us through how you got the job at the Box Hill Hawks? Yeah. So, with the Box Hill Hawks internship. Uh, originally, I saw it through Deakin, through the placement unit, um, where they advertise the 12 or 15 different internships across both Box Hill and Hawthorne. And I applied for the commercial role at Box Hill purely because I obviously have that interest long term. You could have applied for multiple, but I wanted to just focus in on one. Um, and with part of the process, you had to do a 90-second video explaining why you wanted it and what you could give to the organization. So, I had a lot of retakes. It probably took me an hour, but I got the got the gig in the end. I had an interview with 
Katie Reid, who, as you said, has been on the podcast, uh, and Stephen Gillum, who was the GM at the time. And what I actually lent on was, as I mentioned earlier, Podcast 53, I think it was, which was five ideas to use in grassroots sport. And that was ideas along the lines of the super box, happy hours at the canteen, um, and other competitions. So I use that in the interview to essentially approach how I'm going to benefit the commercial team. And at the end of it, Stephen said, I might steal those ideas. So I walked away feeling pretty good if he had that assumption about what I put forward. And then, yeah, the next day he gave me a buzz and said, you got the gig. And unfortunately, he's not working there anymore and he's moved on to Hawthorne in the commercial team. But yeah, that bite-sized episode really helped me with that one, even though it was grassroots sport, not you know AFL. You can really take that anywhere, those kind of ideas. That's a that's the beauty of grassroots. You can do absolutely anything. So, um, yeah, for anyone else inter- interested in sponsorship activations, I definitely uh, recommend checking out the five alternative grassroots ideas in that episode. And well done to you, Nathan, for actually taking advantage of that. Yeah, it was perfect time actually. I think I had the interview a week after it came out, so I just went all for it. Never forget the Superbox Rubes, one of the great ideas. Mitch Woods, we owe him. And the other thing with grassroots sport is like just throw out the rule book because there are no restrictions, which is quite cool. So anyway, Nath, it has been absolutely awesome chatting to you, mate. Love what what you're doing. You know, some of the stuff you mentioned before around delivering your first sponsor for the Box Hill Hawks, like that is absolutely incredible. I'm quite envious. So that's just awesome. And, and just all the work you're doing, the, the jobs you've now secured whilst you're studying is fantastic and great to have a member part of the community such as yourself so thanks so much for coming on and and spending an hour with us and uh we'll catch up soon no doubt i appreciate the kind words there ryan and once again i can't thank you guys enough for the time and effort you've put into building this platform for everyone and yeah super grateful to obviously have this opportunity to speak on the podcast and um, i look forward to seeing where this might be in, you know, five years or whatever it might be. So if you're not a member, yeah, jump on the train. Well, there you have it. What a discussion, Rubes. As I said at the start of the podcast, we wanted Nathan on for a little while now. So it was awesome uh, to sit down with him and, and chew the fat. How like he's on the right direction, isn't he? And he, he's flying, as he mentioned. I think I think someone gave him feedback that he was flying. Yeah, I think uh, it was one of our members commented on his LinkedIn update that says Nathan Peroni's just got a job at the AFL. And I saw the other people who had liked and who had liked that update, and there were about like ten other members who had liked that. So it was nice just to kind of see how members were getting around other members on that. But I think in terms of you know what you can take away from Nathan's journey. I loved what he said about how the Box Hill Hawks are an understaffed organisation, but to him that presented a whole lot of opportunity. And so for him, when that opportunity came to deliver his first sponsorship for the Box Hill Hawks, he grabbed it with both hands and made it happen. And that's something that you probably wouldn't get the opportunity to do at many larger organisations in, in you know, proper full-time positions. So for people listening, if you are in a situation where there is so much room to, to move and be creative and try different things, definitely take advantage of that opportunity because as you so beautifully put it, Ryan, that example is just like a golden nugget that he can take with him to his next interview in the future. It's just a bit of gold for an interview, so you should take that forever. But what I think the other thing you can do is and it's exactly how Nathan mentioned, he, he literally finds a podcast guest that that we chat to and he reaches out to him and, and the common ground that he has with all of them is that, you know, he's been a long-time listener of the Sportscape podcast and, and, and they're a guest, so it makes sense to get in touch with them. And most of the time, anyone who we've had on here is more than happy to chat to anyone who, who reaches out and is a listener of the podcast. So I think if you are listening out there and, and there's people who we chat to, absolutely reach out to him in whatever way that may be because that, that's just an, an easy one to, to tick off and it's a, an easy one to, to do for whoever we chat to. So I'd encourage anyone to do that. 100%. And finally, I think the, the last point that people can take away from the episode is that everyone is welcome to, to join the community at, at any stage. It's awesome to see people like Nathan and other people benefiting from it. It'd be awesome to see 
other people who are thinking about joining jump in. And, and Nathan mentioned, you know, he's already connecting with people around the world. One of the great things about the community, right, is that we've got people in the UK, in Australia, in America, in Canada. We had a bloke Josh from Canada join last week, which is fantastic. Uh, Romy from the Netherlands joined the other week too. Uh, we've even got people over in Italy, one member from Costa Rica as well, which is incredible. India is represented. So too is Hong Kong and Singapore. So like it, it's just this awesome international community that um, you know people like Nathan are, are taking advantage of. The other thing that Nathan mentioned in there is that, you know, every fortnight we we jump on a webinar and try and deliver our specific knowledge and also bring in guests to deliver their specific knowledge. We had Hayley Hamp a couple of weeks ago talk about how she does her marketing at the Collingwood Football Club. Next week, we've also got Ali Durkis from the T20 World Cup who is an absolute gun and was the very first guest on the SportsGrad podcast, ep- episode number one, you might recall, Ryan. Royalty. Uh, she came on. Yes, yes. We wanted to start with the banks. So we went with her and now she's coming on to the community to deliver a webinar all about interviewing like a pro. On top of that, we've got a 30-module short course in there, which is just like designed to instill everybody with the same fundamental principles that – you know, we've applied to our careers to come through Cricket Australia and other different organisations um, and we want to kind of use as a as a screening tool for people to understand, you know, this is what you need to have ingrained in you to then do everything else that comes from it. And on top of that, you know, there's a free ebook that, you know, usually costs 20 bucks. Um, it's a roadmap to jobs in sport. If you're not sure where to get started, if you're not sure where you're going, this is a fantastic tool to, to help you get on your path, uncover what it is you actually enjoy about working in sports and then identify that career goal and all the steps that you need to take to get there. And on top of that, there's a whole bank of other resources such as resume templates, cover letter templates and other different you know tools that we've come up with to kind of help you with your job hunting. Awesome, mate. Well, we might leave it there. I don't mind this husky voice. I hope it stays. Maybe... Uh... For the next bite-sized app, it might still be around. But uh, thanks for putting up with me. Always a pleasure. Yeah, and the pleasure's all mine, as usual. So, sleep well in lawn. I believe it's the first night tonight. And enjoy the serenity down there. But uh, for listeners out there, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hey, team. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please share it with your friends or your classmates who also have to figure out all of this sports career stuff. As you can see, this podcast is practically a masterclass and it's free and you and your circles deserve to have it. So please share it far and wide. Finally, when you're ready to make sense of tackling jobs in sport, go check out the Sports Grad Method. This is an ebook I wrote based on eight years of trying to get into the sports industry and teaching others how to do it too. All of that is condensed down into a proven process to getting jobs in sport. If you're like me and enjoy things broken out into logical steps, then I think you're going to enjoy it. To get a hold of that, download it from www.sportsgrad.com.au. Thanks again for listening. Chat to you soon.